coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got technology news you'd like to hear about, including previewing Apple's big event uh, in, uh, what, a week, two weeks? I didn't even look. Uh, Also, we're going to talk about uh, Snapchat and Apple creating a Snapple. We're also going to talk about PC Now on your PC, uh, Amazon for Cars, the 30-hour work week, and uh, honestly, it's a pretty big rundown, so I recommend you stick around because Don't Panic's going to start right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 140, recorded August 29th, 2016, on Uber's burn rate, Apple's snaps, and the end of humans. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that can think of a lot better ways to burn through $1.27 billion. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by the Biggie and Tupac of technology. Ironically, they're both on the East Coast. It's Colby Rabideau (laughs) and Dan Miller. Can't really have a feud if you're both uh, East Coast guys. Well, you get feud York. about other. Well, oh, it's New yeah, England. Yeah. It's New England Northeast feud, I think. Well, then, right, exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm trying to figure out what Colby's uh, email is on. Uh, on having no luck. I can Fair. tell you what your user ID is, Colby. Do you think that'll help? Maybe. All right. Here's your user ID. <laughs> Whoops. I'm, I'm going to try doing it with my my email because I didn't do it with my email before. Probably a good idea. Anyways, that's what's new that's with us. That's the latest. That's, yeah. that's what's going down. Well, what's new with you? Well, right off the bat, I, I will uh, immediately remind everybody we're live on Facebook right now. Facebook.com slash don't panic show. Uh, if you're watching, tuning in. Uh, check it out, share with your friends, and ask us questions in the comments during the show or uh, just feedback in general, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it on the show as well. Uh, what's going on with me? Guys, you may remember about two weeks ago I talked on this program. I was going to attempt to brew beer. Now, do you remember this? I do. Yes. How'd it so go? I had a kit. I think I picked the kit. It was very nice. Um, so I brewed it, and it sat in the, the fermenting jug for uh, a week. And then I bottled it with some uh, priming sugar so it would start to carbonate um, in bottles for a week. And I said, you know, it would be great if I cracked it open on the show and had a taste test, right? Isn't that exciting? But then and you shipped us some, right? Well, so uh, hold your horses. So then I remembered, wait, the last time I tried a live tasting on air was when Matt and I ate crickets on Up for Debate and it did not go well. So I decided to crack them open before the show. Uh-huh. Just to make sure it was good, and I was gonna like pretend like, oh look, I'm cracking it open, and um, <laughs> suffice to say, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was a raging disaster, uh-huh. just an epic collapse. I wish I could have seen you taste it. It was so well. First of all, I cracked it open; it didn't smell right. So right away, I knew it was not gonna go well, and I tasted it. it Genuinely, it tasted like. You had taken a bunch of grains, boiled water with the grains, and then did nothing else, and it just tasted like grain water. How long How long are you supposed to leave it in the bottle for? You're supposed to leave the bottle a little longer, but I genuinely don't think... A week's a minimum, which is what mm. I did. So you could do longer, um, but I really don't believe that was the problem. I'm pretty sure it was in the fermenting stage with the yeast and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something went wrong because it. I think it stopped... Because there's a little bubble thing at the top that indicates it's, you know, as the air escapes, as it ferments. Yeah. And it kind of stopped a little early. Mm. So I don't I don't think it 
it, it like I said, it tasted like it had never turned into beer. It just tasted like boiled grain water. Interesting. Um, which does not taste good. And it did carbonate, so it did work in the bottle. Oh, gotcha. Um, but the taste was so bad. Um, so I would suggest, like, trying one or like letting it sit for a little while more and trying some of the other bottles because like my dad makes beer and sometimes you get a couple bottles towards the end that are just like not super tasty um and they tend to often they're really extra foamy which Mm -hmm. is weird uh i don't know if yours was like that but the gross ones foam more for whatever well there you go colby you already know more than i do because uh a it did foam way too much yeah. And B, all of the ones I bottled did that. So, um, interesting. Um, Do you try, you opened all of them? Well, I, it was only four bottles worth because I had oh. lost so many ahead of time. And they were rubber stopped at the top. So I was like, well, I can always reseal it. Yeah. Pretty easy. But uh, I just gave up. I was frustrated. So I poured them down the drain. <laughs> and I said, I'll try. I'll get another one and I'll try again next time. All um, right. But suffice to say, the grand experiment did not work. So. What I need to do is go to the hard stuff like you, and and just uh, and just mix it and just uh, do bartending. Oh yeah, I thought you were gonna say make it, which is no oh, liquor. Fortunately, yeah. In my like moonshine in my bathtub. Yeah, you can <laughs> do it, but we just can't talk about it on the show. No, apps because because everyone knows the authorities are watching. Make sure we're not creating illegal moonshine. So anyway, that's what's going on with me. Yet another example. Uh, of how I'm just a con- a constant. I'll just tell you one other small story, but um, we have our Monday morning meetings at work with my team, and it's a thing at our company where you start the meeting with a safety contact, right? You say something about safety. It's it's a thing. What? They instituted this it. a couple years ago. Ex- right? Explain. So so <laughs> is that like a safe? No, it's like a safety tip or something that happened to you <laughs> about safety. And so we're always talking about safety. I'm not making this. Up. I thought you meant it was like a safe word. Like if it's, if it's a, you establish this, this meeting gets too crazy. <laughs> if you synergize too hard, say the safe word and we'll and we'll get out of the meeting. <laughs> no, that's a lot better idea than the safety contact. No, 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 no. It's, it's you give a tip about safety at the beginning of the meeting. So you're always talking about safety. And um, I got to give today's safety contact because this morning I park in the same spot at work every day in my car and I back in and I'm very routine. So I wasn't paying attention this morning, except that a car parked in my spot. (laughs) Of course, I don't own it, but I always park in the exact same spot. So I went to park to the one next to it. The problem is in our parking garage, every other spot has a pole in the back. But because I park in the same spot every day, I pulled in the exact same distance I always do. Boom! And of course, I back oh, right into the no. pole, and, and thankfully, whatever fantastic plastic company puts the uh, plastic in the bumper did a good job, and it there wasn't any real damage. But nice. once again, as I told my team, every time I mention something in the safety contact, it's usually a result of me doing something stupid. So. <laughs> what has been your best safety contact, or what has been the best safety contact? The- I and actually I have an answer for that. The best safety contact I ever got was we were on a call with it was a global team. So it was probably like, you know, a third in Asia, a third in Europe, a third in Americas. This was during the summer. There were people at all hours of the day on this call, very important call. And so the lady running it says, all right, we're going to start with a safety contact. Now, uh, this week, I'm with uh, my family and I. We're at the beach this week. We're in South Carolina at the beach. And I don't know if you guys have heard. Mind you, we've got guys from, like, Shanghai. And, like, they're like, I don't know if you guys have heard. We've had a problem with sharks here in South Carolina. So I just want to let everyone know what to look for when you're at the beach uh, so you don't get attacked by a shark. And then she goes through some shark tips. (laughs) These are guys who, like, in Europe and, like, you know, people nowhere near the beach and, like, 
the most not you know they're supposed to be like office really you know like don't leave cables places so people trip no she's like you know you got to be careful watch for the lifeguards and you know wait, 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 wait. they're supposed to be office related well, they should be and they don't know what no no because they can be about your personal how life. many office safety tips can you possibly have you'd be surprised you'd be because people do a lot of stupid things but no you do repeat <laughs> after a while don't Honestly, jump out of an elevator man. that only made it halfway up the uh the the floor that's one mm-hmm. office safety tip mm-hmm. i could think of don't don't four on the floor you know four on the floor you, you ever sit like always crawl like around on all school? floors no 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 so you ever sit in a chair with four fixed legs and then you tilt back so two are up in the air <laughs> yeah i haven't sat in a chair with four fixed legs wow. in years what what at etsy you guys got uh you know floating wicker baskets or something that you sit in? I don't... <laughs> we do actually <laughs> Want to see a picture? <laughs> I totally believe it, too. That's the funny thing. It doesn't surprise me in the least. But, uh, no, you got to have all four legs on the floor. When you tilt back, you have the opportunity to hurt yourself. There's all kinds of great office safety tips. And we can do a whole show about that if you'd like. I don't think Actually, anyone you wants should that. Do, uh, you should do an up for debate about office safety office tips. Office safety tips. I bet Matt has bet... some good ones from school. Right, absolutely. Mm. But, like, the things I can think of, like, don't go out of a window to get something that fell on a ledge in an office building like that would be one yeah. of my office safety always, you gotta tips. always hold the handrail always oh, what the staircase yeah always hold the handrail no that's not real that's, that's not real. a real office at, at our at our company you have to hold the handrail from the top to the bottom and you cannot take your hand off what company even if you're is carrying this? an awkward amount of things you have to hold the handrail if I've you're carrying it. one thing you can't open doors anymore then yeah yeah, I'm no, not. I don't. I, I don't yeah. believe this. No, this, I, this is. I'm not making this up. Now, is this some sort of like leveling field where the like people in the plant have to go through these office safety tips as well? So, like the people in the back office do too. So everyone goes through the ones I told you, but then there's a whole nother level of safety for the plants. They have like <laughs> they have like legitimate drills where everybody has to like get on the floor as if something had exploded. I mean, they really. It's very hardcore. But there you can actually get hurt. I I think, you know, tilting your chair back a little bit is probably low risk. You know, I have to do like, um, uh, was it like back safety for lifting boxes? You know, kind of office Mm -hmm. type training. So I I get the easy stuff. Wow. Lift lift with your knees, Dan. Yeah, I put a link to our floating uh, (laughs) basket chairs. That's exactly what it looks like. I don't think they'd let us have that. I don't think that's very safe. (laughs) They're secured very well into I, the ceiling. I sure hope so. <laughs> no, we gotta we gotta worry about ergonomics. Mm. Big safety topic. Um. All right. That's that's enough. Hey, I do kind of want to keep talking about this, right. but I'll, I'll no, let no, us no. move on. No, 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 no. Listen, you want to keep talking about <laughs> it? Listen, I live this every day. I don't find it very interesting. If you find it interesting, please, I'll keep telling you about it. <laughs> But I live in a in a world we we have. Does two... anyone ever question it? That's my next. That's my next question. Is anyone like, why are we doing this? Is, is the it safety contact? Ex- yes. At the beginning, or is of it the like meeting, a yes. cult, and you just sort of accept it, and or people just like looking at each other while someone's saying the safety contact, sort of side eyeing it. Oh, we do that thing where you're in a conference room and you mute the phone and talk shit about the person on the phone. <laughs> we do that all the time. It's great, especially with safety. I miss that about corporate America. No. Uh, but the great thing about safety is that, come on, it actually does have value. And so, Dan, I will leave you with two acronyms you have to remember, okay? MOT and LTT. All right? I'm ready. 
M-O-T, mind on task. All right, you got to have your mind on your task. When you get distracted, that's when accidents occur, okay? All right, manipulator I hope you're of the taxonomy is what M-O-T sounds M-O-T. like. <laughs> and then L-T-T, learn to talk, right? You got to tell people when things aren't safe. They instruct us. If you see someone going up the staircase without holding the handrail, that's the best acronym you could come up with. I didn't come up with these. Talk. I did not come up with these. I swear. Like maybe see something, say something is basically the same thing. It is way catchier. Hundred percent. I don't disagree. Learn to talk. Learn to talk. That's like the it's like the mantra of kindergarten. Dude, I would be, as soon as they told me that this was, like, the thing that was going on, I would be out of there so fast. We don't, we don't have like... those freedoms, Dan. <laughs> we, I, I live in a serious regime. Yeah, so you got to keep both hands on the handrail at all times. You're literally shackled to this building. And again, if you don't, someone will point out to you that would I use... They, would they actually? They're supposed to management well. Management well. I used to, back when I was in Pittsfield... <laughs> I used to sit, like, basically across the hall from our EVP of our division. So, you know, almost, you know, number two level in the company. And this was all his stuff. I had to be, like, super safe because he would unequ... There was one time, I, and I promise that we will end on safety on this story, but... Um, <laughs> we're, I, you have to hold the handrail going up. I was carrying my laptop, a couple folders, I think a computer mouse, and a mug full of coffee... And so I'm balancing, it was the most unsafe thing, but I was balancing it all on top of the laptop while using my other hand to hold the handrail. And I'm like awkwardly, like coffee sloshing everywhere. Like Igor. Trying like, to go up. It was extremely awkward. And of course, wouldn't you know it at the time, the EVP standing at the top of the stairs chatting with somebody. And I get to the top looking like an idiot. I've got coffee all over all my papers and everything. He goes, good job. <laughs> I'm like that was the least it would have been a thousand times safer for me to just use both hands but no but I you had to keep one hand on the handrail because I guess he didn't care if I flung all my stuff but still held on but you know I don't know I just he was like good job I'm like thanks Keith um, anyway I, I hope I, I, find I am it, amazed I find it unlikely but I hope some of my coworkers I'm friends with on Facebook are watching this if you're watching <laughs> this and, you work, and you've worked with me or worked in my company please comment on Facebook let these guys know <laughs> Safety is really important. <laughs> mind, mind on task. Learn I to wonder, talk. We might have these rules too, but I'm pretty sure I never go up and down stairs at work. Like I walk upstairs to get to the office, but once I'm there, I just stay well, on the same. Part level. of it is because we're a chemicals company. We report on every accident, and and I kid mm-hmm. you not, they. I mean, they have different levels, but in that same report, they categorize chemical spills with office accidents. Now, of course, they say one's more important, but we actually are held seriously accountable for minor office accidents i guess it's good so. that like employee safety is important but <laughs> there are worse things silly. to be annoying about put it that way yeah but anyway there you go that's your safety contact for tonight's episode um <laughs> we hope hope you learned something keep it safe what about you guys any any other uh nonsense you want to chit chat about before we get to the uh the meat and potatoes I can't here pop that oh. No, I'm ready. I'm ready for tech news. All right. I, I can't think of a better way to get started. We've got some really wonderful stories in the rundown here this evening. Gentlemen, is there anything in here that is tickling your fancy? Whatever New iPhones? Is. New iPhones. Oh, yeah. We can absolutely preview the event. So I'll give everybody a fair warning. We are not doing an episode next Monday. It is Labor Day here in the United States. And I'm told oh. some people who aren't named Sean have plans. So we will uh, we will not be 
doing that. But we will be back the following Monday, which is the 12th, to talk about the Apple event. September 7th, the invites went out today. Um, what they're calling the iPhone 7 event, interestingly enough, happening on the 7th of September. Ah. Um, although some leaks may indicate it may not be the 7, it may be the 6SE. We'll see. But we'll talk about that right now. So uh, supposedly, here's your high-level rumor rundown, right? Extremely likely we're going to see iPhones, right? It's not believed to be a big upgrade. You're going to see dual cameras in the, in the Plus version. You're going to see, of course, faster processors. Big thing, potentially no headphone jack going exclusively to Lightning um, as well. Uh, the big question is, do they do a big upgrade now? The rumor is next year, iPhone 7, where they go really crazy. Might eliminate the home button, might have a curved screen, might do some crazy stuff. It's the 10-year anniversary of iPhone next year. Potentially well, uh, 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 potentially could be that as well. So, But again, not a big change this year, they don't think. As well as eliminating the 16-gigabyte entry model and starting at 32 gigabytes. Now, we may also see stuff on the Apple Watch, so we may see an update. Um, they think they might add faster internals, might add GPS, might have a camera. We don't quite know sure exactly what it will include. Definitely won't include LTE. That's been the rumor so far. Um, and on top of that, who knows what else they can announce? MacBooks? Probably not, but it's, it's possible. Uh, iPads? Unlikely. Um, we could also, you know, it's not unusual for Apple to have two fall events, right? They've done that the last couple of years mm -hmm. where they'll do uh, an iPhone event and then they'll do a uh, computer quote-unquote event where they'll do Macs and, and things of that nature, usually in October and November. So um, we will see on that. Guys, what do, we, uh, what do we think of all this? Are we uh, excited for this announcement? I'm up for a new phone, so it's exciting for me. Whatever they announce, I'm buying. So uh, I'm also up for a new phone. I could probably make it till next year, but I don't want to risk it, honestly. Yeah. Well, um, well, yeah, so, I'm thinking, well, no, you go ahead. But then I want—I was going to say I want to talk about um, what I might buy. Yes. But go ahead. So what? What is a, a a dual camera system? What does that mean? So it's like having one camera, except you also have another camera. It's two <laughs> dual. Uh, stay with me. <laughs> but like, what does that do? No. So and what again, does it I, mean? I'm not a camera expert, but apparently the way it works, and this is how I understand it. And someone, if someone knows better, please correct me. Is that the two cameras take a picture simultaneously, but with different settings. And then what mm. they do is the processor actually smashes them together and make a better photo. Gotcha. So one will take it with like a lot of contrast and we'll take it with no contrast. And then because then they combine the data from both to make a really great photograph. Something. So, loose so is, it, is it like super HDR? Because like I, I that's kind of what I understand HDR to yep. be. Right. Like right now it takes two photos really fast, yep. but it could be better if it took them at and the I, same time. I believe it improves things like blur because you're mm. not trying to take too quickly and. You know, yeah, it improves yeah. some things on HDR, but you're right. It's a similar concept. Cool. But it'll only be on the 6 Plus. Oh, or interesting. Yes, yes. And I, I, I have a feeling that. that's going to start to become common where I think the Plus is going to get new features before the regular phone um, mm. for a number of reasons, one of which is uh, profit margin because I think they make a lot more money so they can afford to put more expensive components in the bigger phone. That makes sense. Um, so... Uh, what did the two of you think about no headphone jack? Uh, today, I I have I go through a pair of headphones about once a year. It seems like either because I lose them or they just crap out. Uh, so today I bought a pair of uh, Bluetooth headphones because mm. I, my other ones died weeks and weeks ago. 
So I'm I'm ready for our new wireless headphone overlords. Interesting. So, not, I'll see how I've never used wireless headphones. So yeah. I don't know what to expect. So I use the ones you might remember I had the, uh, last year. I got those like bone conducting Bluetooth ones. Oh, yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, I took them out again this year. For whatever and reason, have... they turned my bones to jelly. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I had to be rushed to the hospital. Uh, <laughs> no, I have, I have like terrible connectivity issues. Like I can't use them. Bluetooth anymore. sucks. They're, but I, I don't understand. They worked totally fine but last year. That's the problem with Bluetooth. It happens with all kinds of Bluetooth devices. It, um, my Pebble Watch yeah. has been out of nowhere, been giving me Bluetooth me problems. Well, okay, maybe yeah. it's Pebble. But I, it, it, Bluetooth is just a shitty standard, and I don't know why they went to it because it never worked in Bluetooth one. Didn't work with two. I think we're yeah. Bluetooth four now. Bluetooth doesn't work. <laughs> I'm so. What I'm, if, I'm, what if I'm wondering if it was a if it if it's an iOS software problem. Maybe. Um, which like that gives me a little bit of hope that these headphones I bought like might be useful again someday because uh, I would love to use them again. They worked. I, I really like them for for when I was uh, biking to work mm-hmm. and it's not the end of the world that I don't that I can't listen to a podcast while I ride in. But uh, it was pretty nice. So I don't know. It's frustrating. And the puddle has been weird. Also, my GPS has been really weird recently. So yeah, it could be Apple. My phone, my phone is just filling I th- me. With I think you rage. need a new phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, but th- that's uh, no. Go ahead, Dan. Now, what if, what if Apple makes calls in Apple and makes their own wireless standard for mm-hmm. like you need to get your made for iPhone wireless headphones and Bluetooth will still work, but like this is the thing we're gonna push. Awesome, I'm on board. Yeah. Count me in. Sign me up. Yeah, I'll be even happier if they give me free wireless headphones with my uh, phone, though. That, yeah, that's that's the well, that's, that's what the I rub. I have been saying that ever since they acquired Beats. Like, what a win because it. A lot of people don't have nice headphones, and if they buy an iPhone and they put the headphones they ship in, and they sound way better than the headphones you get with a Samsung device. They're like, oh, Apple phones sound better, and that's great. Like. Screw it. Well, that's, Do that. And how much more can it cost? Like, I don't know. I guess I don't know anything but, about manufacturing. But that's one of the biggest advantages to going to Lightning is that it's digital audio. So hypothetically, you've got more customization in how the audio transmits, and it's supposed mm. to be... I mean, it's not like it's going to be miles better. Is it, though? That's what I'm they very say. skeptical of that. I'm very skeptical of that. Okay. If that I, would be, I, I would be interested in, like... I feel like headphones could have other features, like more, uh, like controls mm-hmm. via lightning i would imagine then then you can do over the the, the quarter inch mm-hmm. jack like i mean they do useful stuff like the 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 apple ones with the remote do, do like the volume and you can like siri but um I'm, i would imagine you'd be able to do more if you have the whole the whole lightning port to do stuff out of we, we've seen it a thousand times. I mean, this isn't a new concept, right? This happened when they went from 30-pin to lightning. I mean, people complain that they change the connector, and then in a in two years, nobody will be bothered by it. So I'm, mm. I'm, I'm refusing yeah. to let myself get annoyed. You know, the, the biggest annoyance is just going to be the transition. Right. Because you know, I have 
by the way, using my crappy Apple earbuds to do the show, and I have like five pair of them scattered in my office, <laughs> all over my home, in my bag, and like, because I've just collected them over the years, and yeah, okay, it's going to be annoying to replace them. It was that way with the lightning cables. I ended up buying like a crap ton of them on Amazon to put everywhere, but you know, oh, oh well. I'm not going to get too beat up, but I agree. I think I think wireless is an interesting opportunity, and I wonder if Apple will use this transition as a time to kind of shoehorn that in and say, look, if you don't want to buy new lightning headphones you can just buy your wireless pair once and not only do they work with your iphone but they work with a lot of stuff um, right but i don't know if they want to advertise that so no the uh, the interesting thing about the new iphones for me is that um and colby i don't know your thoughts on this i'm thinking about switching to um buying my phone through apple on their installment plan mm. with apple care and um getting a new phone every year because I was pricing out my whole family's. Uh, I'm still on a family plan, which, by the way, is still a pretty good value. But and that, um, you're not on a family plan. I'm not a family plan because right, I don't okay. have friends. So we, I'm just we can do a don't a don't panic family cell phone plan. It's pretty tempting. It is cell phones are really goddamn expensive. <laughs> Right. That's actually, that's actually a great idea. Like, do, do groups of friends do that together? They probably do. Like, why not? Yeah, I mean, if I've you, never heard I, of anyone. I digress. Doing it, well, the trick is you've got to really trust your friends because it's right. got it's only in one person's name. Right. So yeah. You yeah. Hope so your you can like totally screw that person. Pay you over. every month. That was yeah. why Sprint's family was a good idea because they build each person separately. Mm, they just got the family plan price. So I did like that idea, but um, I'm thinking about switching, uh, rearranging our plan, going to the monthly installment, and um, buying it through Apple because I, I just feel like that's a better value when you include Apple Care and the uh, and the ability yep. to upgrade. I bought my current phone through Apple and it was it's great. Yeah. No, like dealing with the carriers is the worst. I want to not have to deal with them as I want to have to deal with them as little as possible. Yeah. I mean that's also what I want. I just bought like my current phone I purchased outright. But now yeah. I'm left with the thing like I still have this phone that works fine. Well, but I thing, still have it. Because which phone do you have? It's the I have the six. You have the six. The original you probably six. get. You'd be surprised the trade-in value, assuming it's not scratched yeah. or dented. The uh, the trade-in values, it's, they hold it's, up. It's reasonably scratched and dented, but not like horribly. So, if, is it cracked? No. Then you're fine. Cracked. I don't know how they do it. They can get rid of scratches, but uh, but not cracks. But that's. I mean, that's you know two three hundred bucks. I mean, it's not. It's not small money. So. Fair enough. It'll be interesting to see and. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have the updates when uh, in two weeks after after the announcement, we'll see what they have to say. So, do you think you'll upgrade to like a or I don't know if there's an upgrade upsize to a, a a six plus? God no. And listen, I I totally understand why some people like it. Good for them. I'm glad they have the choice, and I am very intrigued by the dual camera. Mm. Um, I just I just don't like holding that size phone. I don't like having that size phone in my pocket. I don't see the advantage because I think my phone is big enough as is. Um, so that's just not not for me. Yeah, I think if I didn't have to, if I didn't live in a city and I spent like more time in cars, then I would get a six plus because it would just be on my desk or like on the console or in the holder the whole time. Sure. But as it stands, my phone spends most of my day in its most of its day in my pocket i don't mm-hmm. spend most of my day in its pocket <laughs> are you <laughs> sure <laughs> maybe i've just been in a phone's pocket this whole time well I, dan i think richard stallman would say that you probably are <laughs> you probably do god damn it <laughs> well yeah we never talked about that do you know who richard stallman is sean 
Uh, I can't say I do. Okay. I don't know how important this would be then. Richard Solomon's this crazy old, uh, uh, old school computer guy who he, he founded the Free Software Foundation. So if you ever see stuff from them, like in the news or anything, that's his group. Mm-hmm. And Colby and I were at a conference and he was the closing speaker and he went on for two hours about how the NSA is listening to everything and you need to only run like free and open source software because to do anything else is immoral uh, and colleges and schools need to only run that because it's also immoral and like all these crazy it's he's yeah he's like the definition of eccentric i think <laughs> <laughs> like, to me it just sounded like he was in the pocket of big free software you know we know where his bread is but well, he he is big free exactly yeah. exactly we know we know getting the big bucks coming from the free software industry yeah. um whatever that's worth um all right any other thoughts on the uh, apple event no i'm excited so just gonna wait and see dan you gonna upgrade to the new apple watch uh, oh yeah that's right there might be a new apple watch might we'll be. see not a big update yeah, if it, features. yeah, if it just has better battery life, and that's it, like, that seemed to be all I saw, right? Well, bigger battery life, potentially GPS built in, so you wouldn't need your phone to do GPS-enabled things. Okay. Um, and Camera. maybe, wa- that was, that was, around, like, yeah, like I think that was the chatting. biggest iffy rumor. You could do on, <laughs> Don't Panic on the go. That, that actually would be pretty awesome. Someone said that to me the other day. They are like, yeah, if, if the iPhone, if the Apple Watch has a camera, I would totally get it. And I was like, really, though? Would you? Because I would never use that feature if I had it. Like, well, never. Never, never, never. Well, because guaranteed, guaranteed, that camera is going to be shittier than the one on my phone. Oh, for sure. And worse than the one on my computer. Oh, yeah. So, like, in any situation where I could use my wrist and have to block all this vision i could just do this instead no way well my biggest problem is you know you do i've been facetiming a lot more since i moved and you gotta kind of hold your phone up you know to facetime it's awkward and unpleasant to do with your phone i don't want to be doing this to talk to somebody the whole time (laughs) otherwise you're looking up their nose yeah it's just i can't imagine how you make that a good experience yeah, so if it's just better, better battery life, then the one I have, the battery life is still fantastic. I don't understand what they did to this thing. It's the only Apple product that lasts more than twice as long as I ever need it to. Uh, Why don't great. phones do that too? <laughs> that's a very good question. Um, honestly, I think the biggest story out of this event in terms of Apple Watch will be the fact I think they'll take the old one and make it noticeably cheaper Okay. And, and then all of a sudden you're blowing into a new category of people who would never spend $500 on a watch but might spend $300 on a watch or 250 on a watch. That that to me is more interesting than I think any feature they might add. Fair enough. But we will see. We will see. So tune in here to Don't Panic as we talk about the things Apple talks about. Um, <laughs> let's see. What else in this rundown is worth discussing, gentlemen? Because we've got We've got some things. Oh yes, we they do. Are here we can talk about them. Oh, the the Facebook trending topics thing is a good, a hearty chuckle. I think so. I, I just want to hear you read this story. Actually, <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't know what you're expecting, but I'll I'll give it my best shot. 
<laughs> so here's the scoop. We talked on the show, actually, I believe, a while back about how Facebook was accused of censoring conservative-leaning articles on its trending news widget thing that's on the side of its website. Yep. Um, and so I can think of the word for website. And so um, Facebook said they were going to make some changes. How did they do that? Well, they've decided a couple things. One, those uh, that trending list was going to be automatically, algorithmically generated. Human editors would no longer write the story descriptions that accompany a trending topic. Instead, they were going to use algorithms to pull excerpts directly from the stories, right? Now, uh, Facebook says employees will select which stories ultimately make it into the section, but an algorithm will surface them and editors will weed them out, okay? That's different than what they were doing before where editors were actually writing the descriptions and were a lot more involved. Mm. Um, on Friday, Facebook announced they were laying off almost all of their editorial staff they had hired to do this, which I think was between 13 and 15 people um, were told to get out. Um, and interestingly enough, today... Um, there was a story trending, a fake story about Megyn Kelly, uh, who you may know from Fox News, was trending saying she had quit Fox or had been fired from Fox News for being in the pocket of Hillary Clinton. Believe it or not, that was the fake <laughs> story uh, that had been trending on Facebook. And that raised some ire shortly after they fired all their editors saying, why is this trending? Clearly, <laughs> the algorithms don't work. So that is the interesting debate here. Again, Facebook saying um, that employees will still curate. But the machines will pick, and the machines will write the description. So what does this mean? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was funnier when I read the headline. Oh well, uh, the headline—the headline, you know, uh, you know, they—they they took our jobs. Yeah. Didn't Amazon do this a long time ago? Actually, uh, when I I read that Amazon book you recommended. Uh, which is called the everything store the everything store didn't they lay off all of their like curators for like yeah when the site first launched they had a giant editorial team that were writing very detailed descriptions of all the books and uh, mm -hmm. were curating them and they were some really editors picks and stuff like that and yeah. they, they dumped all of them yeah I think this is as someone who makes their living uh, categorizing things at the moment I think this is probably the future because, like, the internet is generating so much information that it is, it at some point will become a better bargain to have the computer information than to pay humans to do it. It's just a matter of time. Uh, and Facebook wants to be the first people to gain that, like, economy scale because then not only are you saving money, but then you can also categorize basically everything or summarize everything instead of only summarizing or only categorizing some things, the things that are important. So I agree with that. And I think that makes sense if you're selling books. And I think that makes sense if you're categorizing photographs of dogs. But I think news and information works differently and i i'm going to try not to get political here but i really have a problem this is where i start to get shouty but uh i have a Ooh. problem with with this shouty shennings i don't want to be the guy who blames the media for everything it's the media's fault no but i genuinely believe that in today's society we live in an echo chamber of our own ideas where yeah. you follow the people you already like on Twitter and you watch the news channels that already agree with your positions and there's no sense of diversity or 
or, or um, education in the information that is handed to us. And yeah. I feel like an algorithm plays into that. An algorithm designed to show you news tailored to you does you no service. That's true, but that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking it? about it is not what we're talking about. I mean, I think newsfeed is that algorithm, right? Newsfeed yeah. is amplifying right. your echo chamber. But I I I, but I, think, I wouldn't think that, that the trending stories would be that. But that's what I think I'm, they have fundamentally different goals. But that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I hope that's the case. And that's what I worry yeah. about when you lose the human element and you you bring in a more automated element is it would be a shame if the trending topic stopped being a, a diverse and accurate and um, a, a valuable tool to users rather than what the news feed becomes, which is sort of a, a more limited scope funnel effect of just giving you content that the machine thinks you want. That's my point. Because it's news, I think it should be treated differently. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would think that it would be because, like, I don't think Facebook needs another news feed like they already have news feed and it's really good at what it does. It's like pretty, pretty good at showing you what you want to see, especially if like the more input you give it. Um, So I don't see any like benefit really to them making another tiny news feed on on the right. Mm -hmm. uh, If you're going to see the same content, right, or a different view on the same content. Um, But the... I, I would think that the, the trending stuff is a way to get you into other parts of the site that you might not see. And like another thing to to show you different stuff that you might spend time on Facebook uh, absorbing more ads. Mm-hmm. But hopefully I would think that's what it would be. But who knows? And we could I don't know if we talked about this before, but the computer could is I think the only antidote we have to the echo chamber thing because if people currently the way it works especially on Twitter less explicitly on Facebook is you are selecting the news you want to see and you see that Mm -hmm. but the computer could be like I am going to show you a mix of 80% of the things I know you want to see and 20% of things that uh like that are controversial or among among people like you are seen as controversial you don't probably want abhorrence like mm-hmm. everyone like you completely disagrees with this thing but people like you like some percentage of them a close to half and half uh agree with this thing then that could be really interesting and you're never you're never going to get that if people are selecting their own news and you're never going to get that if someone else is selecting all your news for you I think that is a fantastically accurate point, and I think a properly designed system can deliver that experience in a way. The, the problem can. is there's no incentive to design that yes, proper system. Yes, because yes. Facebook gets their money from ads, and if they give you stories they don't think you're going to click on, even if it's good for <laughs> you, what is right. the advantage to doing that? Because right. odds are, even if you click on it, it's only going to be one time out of ten, and that's 10% of the ad. You would need to make in. a destination on the internet that that advertises and is explicitly for this sort of mix of news and people go to it because they they want that. Well, hypothetically, that's the New York Times, right? I mean, that hypothetically... Hypothet- the New York Times is selecting your news for you, so it's like... Well, it's not as automated, you're right. It'll be more biased than an algorithm. 
Right, but it's hypothetically better than a a ad pushing social network. Would yes, be. I agree. By the way, the counter argument to this is a human designs the algorithm and is therefore just as biased as the human who designed it. Yep. But I think that algorithms are more easily uh, what's uh, checked than humans are, and can be tweaked and monitored over time. Yeah, you know, it's hard to analyze the New York Times coverage, but it might be easier to sort of note the um, what an algorithm is uh, serving. Right. I don't know. I think it's a really interesting, uh, interesting discussion. And again, you know, I, I do give some of these sites credit, like Facebook. You know, it's Megyn Kelly's story that got through. No system's perfect, and they improve it over time. And I don't think it's fair to kind of point out and say, you know, because you let one thing get through that the system's ineffective or it doesn't work or um, a- anything like that. I, I I feel confident that when accidents like that happen, they they learn from them and hopefully don't let that happen again. Again, improve that algorithm. So, do you think uh, the switching to the algorithm is was going to happen anyways, or it's a uh, result of the media backlash? So this is just a PR thing. I would or say, or more a P- PR motivation than an actual like business, right? Yeah, I would. My guess would be the. I think the timeline was accelerated because the, the that story came out about the editors and the, the bias and what have you. Yeah. I feel like eventually it would have gone in this direction. I feel like Facebook, to their credit or dismay, um, likes to experiment on things, as we know, and sometimes it works and sometimes it does not. And I feel like the, the human editors was an experiment. Mm-hmm. And I think it, they pulled the plug early, but I was also not optimistic about the long term outcome of that because i think i think they would have just gotten to the point where they said look it wasn't worth the hassle of paying these people and having them around and you know eventually you know considering how much they were complaining about how overworked they were um i think that was going to come out eventually anyway um so i i it just seemed inevitable to me that they they were going to do that but no that story did not help at all (laughs) at all i don't think the turnaround would have been nearly as fast if it weren't for that fair enough Damn robots taking our jobs um, from good hard paint. See, we need to build a wall, a big wall between the United States and robots. <laughs> and that because they, they're coming in and they're taking our jobs. This is the start to Terminator. This is, it basically is. <laughs> and Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the future is bright. Um, all right. We got time for another story or two here from the rundown. Uh, we've got some uh, Uber stuff, some PlayStation stuff, some Amazon stuff. Oh, Richard Stallman had some really good nicknames for different things he didn't like. Like, he called <laughs> Ubers Goobers, uh-huh. and he called the Amazon Kindle the Amazon Swindle. Uh-huh. Uh, real, real clever. <laughs> you know, do, do you think a long time on that one? Yeah. I, can you remember any other ones, Colby? No, I, I wish I could. Yeah. Amazon Swindle is my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like he had good ones for for all the big tech companies, but I don't I don't remember them. I don't remember. 
he had particular he was particularly outraged by facebook specifically oh yeah yeah uh, and i i don't remember why but like more than twitter oh yeah he or, didn't or, want anyone to take a picture of him and put it on facebook at all yeah you know that's and the it, first thing i would do he took a picture if you took a picture he wanted you to go in and scrub the exif data you know what that is yeah oh. <laughs> no, he wanted you to turn the setting off in your phone before you took the picture at all okay oh and the the other one was that he didn't want you to record any video of him in uh any of the mp formats because there are like patents for that stuff and 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 <laughs> this guy must be a who at parties jeez <laughs> damn god i'd love to see him at a party <laughs> what happened yeah, I mean, I won't necessarily say that he's wrong, but he's he's certainly the as extreme as you can be about stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I hope that if we've learned anything in the United States in the past year is that uh, extremism is is not like any justification for any sort of correctness, even if you are correct. Uh, yeah, because. Nothing is ever 100% one thing or the other. Put it this sense. way. The only thing in life that should be extreme is the nacho flavor on your Doritos. Yes. <laughs> even then. And even then, and even then. Think twice. Tone it down. Think twice. Because you can't stop eating those things once you start. So, like, Damn. you're going to eat that whole bag. That's for sure. Damn them and their cheesy flavored tortilla chips. <laughs> um... Uh, do you want to talk about this Alexa thing? We can talk about the WhatsApp thing. Actually, the WhatsApp thing would be a good transition from Facebook. Well, so here's here's the deal, Dan. Oh, you didn't put it in, so I you want me to I don't talk know much about, about I kind of blew the story off this week, so I want to hear you explain it because I don't know anything about it. So uh, I don't know that much about it, but there's a big hullabaloo over the fact that WhatsApp updated their terms of service or terms of use, and they now admit to sending data about your activities to Facebook. And then they had this whole splash screen when you start up the app where it's like, look, you'll get much, you'll, we'll be able to know which friends you talk to on WhatsApp on Facebook, and you'll get a better ad experience. I see what they're, and so they did this, and they're like, if you want to opt out, you just have to do this like series of five steps. <laughs> like WhatsApp settings, and yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, darned if you do, darned if you don't. Sort of like if they had said nothing and just updated the terms of use, like oh, there's a new terms of service you got to accept, blah, and then not said anything, they would have gotten a bunch of shit for hoisting this on people. But calling it out just makes more people opt out, and like I don't know, we've talked about advertising before i'm fine with i'm fine with advertising uh i think it would have been better if they had said nothing but morally it's probably better that they said something so yep that's all i know about whatsapp if you use whatsapp your ads on facebook are about to get better so (laughs) (laughs) i feel like they took the high road on this one yeah because this was happening either way so what's interesting and what i can add to what you dan that was an excellent wrap-up Thanks. Um, really, according to them, most of what they're sharing is your phone number is the big thing. 
mm-hmm. um, and a few other select information. But and I don't know if you know this, WhatsApp is end-to-end encrypted your mm-hmm. your messages, so they are not sharing your message content in any way with Facebook. Um, they say they won't post or share your WhatsApp number with others, including on Facebook, not with Facebook, but on Facebook. And um, and they won't sell, share, or give your phone numbers to advertisers. So it's a little bit of an addition to you know what they were already sharing. I, again, as soon as Facebook bought them, obviously at some point, you know how how long did it take Instagram after Facebook bought them? Oh no, we won't integrate with Facebook. Oh, we won't share your information mm-hmm. with Facebook. That didn't last. I mean, you know, come on, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. Yeah, we knew that was going to happen. Facebook literally owns them. I, like. <laughs> come on. I mean, just give me your phone number. Who cares, right? I, no, I, I understand that uh, that it can be upsetting, but I think we've talked about this many times on the show that people just overreact to stories like this that in the grand scheme of things are minor and in six months from now will be relatively forgotten. Um, I, you know, I as you said, I think it was a, a pretty a quality rollout of such an initiative where they told people ahead of time, they gave them decently straightforward directions on how to not do that. Um, and gave users the opportunity to stop using the service if they weren't happy with the direction in which it was going. So, you know, there's nothing worse than when you try and sneak things in, in terms of service. Cause then it looks like you're hiding more than just, uh, than just mm-hmm. what you're telling people. Mm-hmm. True. So, very interesting. I got to get a WhatsApp because all the people I work with in Europe, they use WhatsApp. It's very popular. Yeah, it's great. It works really well. Are you on it's WhatsApp, very... Dan? Uh, yeah, I just opened it up just to see what was we can, going we, on. We can, what's the <laughs> verb? We can WhatsApp each other? I think, but people like the, at, in Europe, it's, it's, uh, it's not, it's just ingrained. I don't know what you, they just call it texting. Well, they were and, surprised I didn't have it. They were like, what do you mean right. you're done? Well, how do you talk to people? Right, right, right. <laughs> because I think there they made the mistake of, like, SMS, like, across, like, European countries themselves were uh, really expensive. So people mm-hmm. early on got this WhatsApp thing. And you don't have, like, a screen name or an email address. It just You just add people by their telephone number. So you download the app, you open it up, and all the contacts you have phone numbers for, anyone who's on WhatsApp is automatically there. So I think that was the other key is that you didn't have to teach people how to be social with it. You just give someone your phone number like you always have. Well, that was kind of the big problem. That's why uh, we talked about this on the show. Facebook Messenger rolled out a lot of features like their custom barcodes and usernames and some things to make it easier to share um, Mm -hmm. to pick up new contacts in Facebook Messenger. Because I think think that is a problem with a service like Facebook Messenger is... um, you're, you're kind of relying on that social graph of, uh, of Facebook to uh, to make your connections for you. But yep. then again, I could see the value of integrating, of having the option to connect your Facebook to WhatsApp and bring in your Facebook contacts via having a singular app with WhatsApp. I don't know if they'll ever do that because then that kind of makes Messenger obsolete. But Yeah, I think there are two different things at this point. Yes. WhatsApp is too much of a beast to ever integrate. Sure. I mean, that's there's a reason why they were worth a zillion dollars when Facebook bought what was it, twenty billion or some crazy number? Oh yeah, that back was in insane. the day. It was well, yeah. they, you know, we talked again. We talked about this then. It was all about the users, right? They had something like eight hundred million users or some insane number. Um, that that's where the money's at. So, 
I don't yeah. know how, I don't know how they're making but they're see now they're gonna start making money because they're stealing your phone number uh, <laughs> which I guess is apparently still worth something um All good right. let's see how we're doing on time oh uh, let's see well how about this I, I've wanted to try how this. about this I've wanted to try this and we haven't had the opportunity to try this okay okay Here's a quick wrap-up of the stories we didn't get to. Because I always okay. feel bad because we collect the stories and we don't talk about them and then no one ever hears. Lightning round. Lightning round. And you guys, here's the rule. I'm going to go through and give a very brief summary of each of the stories we didn't talk about. You guys, raise your hand, jump in at any point if you want to add something or there's something that was missed. Okay. okay? You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Burn, baby, burn. Uber, so far in 2016, in the first six months of 2016, lost $1.27 billion. Yes, that's billion with a B. Uh, what did they lose it on? Mostly driver salaries, believe it or not. Um, those accounted for um, a large percentage of those, which I can't seem to find. Sounds like they're pulling an Amazon. It does sound like they are eating their loss for sure, but they also have a zillion dollars in the bank, too, because um, they just keep... They're valued at $62.5 billion. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Snapple... Apple may be working on a Snapchat competitor, um, says Bloomberg. Um, reports Bloomberg, blizz, blizz, bleak? Blah, 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 reports that the team behind Final Cut Pro and iMovie are responsible for the new app, um, targeting a 2017 release um, alongside a fresh focus on social networking for the iPhone. Yeah, that sounds great. Not. <laughs> yeah, not interested? You're going to pass on that one? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Is, is Apple ever going to just, like, give up? Like, they failed how many <laughs> times? Ping? Remember Ping? Ping, connect. Uh, good times. I feel like you can't just build a Snapchat. Like, it doesn't work like that. Snapchat is Snapchat already. Although, so you, you either buy it. Have you used Instagram's new Snapchat? No, no, but, like... Instagram is a wildly popular yeah, thing that they stole a Snapchat feature for. They have users. They're not just trying like I think Apple doing that would be more akin to akin to like Facebook's weird app things that they did, like with the pictures that were based. Slingshot. Remember Slingshot? Right. Yes. That's oh, the one. Good times. That worked out well. Well, good <laughs> luck, Apple. We're rooting for you. Um, PlayStation Now streaming coming to the PC. Uh, previously only available on PlayStation. Now you can play uh, select PlayStation games streaming to your PC. All you'll need is a DualShock 4 controller and a USB adapter costing $24.99. Uh, it is $19.99 a month where you can stream hundreds of games. I feel like you can probably plug it in via USB, right? Because I've done that for the other PlayStation. Yes, yeah. if you already have a cable, you can mm. plug it in. That's just if you want to do it wirelessly. Cool. Um, I'm going to, uh, well, very briefly, uh, rumor is Pandora is working on a paid subscription uh, similar to Spotify, where you can get on-demand music. They believe it will be $10 a month. They'll keep their $5 per month add-on now that simply removes the advertisements and lets uh, users skip more tracks on the radio version. But for $10 a month, you'll be able to get on-demand access to a uh, large vault of music, also keeping their free tier for ad-supported radio. That could be coming later this year. You have to remember they purchased RDO late last year, which had a similar business model. Uh, Amazon going small time may introduce a cheaper radio option for those who own Echo or Tap speakers. Um, it will be $10 a month for all the music you can stream anywhere you want to stream it. Um, right What's a Tap speaker? I forget. That's just the smaller version of the Echo. 
Okay. Doesn't it like it not do have a built-in speaker or something? Um. Well, well. So there are three actually. There's the Echo. There's the. Now I'm gonna get. And then there's the smaller like portable version. And then uh, there's the the puck where you plug in an external speaker. But I get uh, their names right. mixed up. Um. I will say I think this discount music service doesn't make any sense because. Um, if you have an Echo, odds are good you are absolutely a Prime subscriber, and so this doesn't even matter because it comes with Prime. This is for people who don't have Prime. Uh, so hmm. that's very weird to me. But okay. Yeah, doesn't sound like it costs them that much, though, so why not? Why not? Give them an option. If it doesn't work, they can always shut it down. Amazon announced Amazon for cars. If you go to uh, Amazon.com. Um, and look up vehicles. Uh, you can't buy the car through Amazon, but you can look at reviews, find information on the different models, uh, indicate some pricing, connect with dealers, and for select cars, including Hyundai's in the uh, Southern California area, actually schedule a test drive, and they bring the car to your house, and you can test drive it. So um, it's actually a pretty nice way to uh, to look at cars if you're interested. Yeah, it's interesting they went with the dealer model. I guess, what else are you going to do? Although eBay lets you sell cars straight up they do but i you know i have to imagine there's a liability aspect where <laughs> being the middleman in a in a, such a large transaction mm-hmm. maybe someday they'll get there um oh yeah if they want to if they want to they'll, oh they'll do it you just watch them um and lastly <laughs> amazon is piloting teams with a 30 hour work week dan you put the story in the rundown um amazon is testing giving 30-hour employees the option to be salaried and receive the same benefits as 40-hour workers, the rub is they only get 75% of the pay. Right. So this is like one of those things where they're hoping people to only read the headline and be like, oh, Amazon's cool again. Forget about that crazy New York Times story from last year. And if you click through, they're like, oh, yeah, but you get paid like 75% of what a full-time, in air quotes, worker would. So now. Now, to be fair, it says it's a small pilot program. Um, their salaries it, will be lower than the 40-hour workers, but they will have the option to transition to full-time if they choose down the road. And a, a lot of companies do this. Like, even what you consider, like, big, stodgy companies, you can, uh, maybe not for indefinitely, but you can, for a period of time, sure. work fewer hours and get paid less. Sure. But still be salaried. Mm-hmm. It'll be an interesting experiment. I don't know. Good, good on Amazon, I guess. I just think I just I agree, Dan. I think it is very misleading when you're like 30 hour work week for 75 percent of the pay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like exactly so, the same. So you're basically an hourly employee with health benefits. Okay, sure. Um, fair enough. Okay, that is it for the news. I'm glad we talked about all of them. But now we're going to move on to picks, and we've got uh, we've got a video game, a book, and a real item. So uh, who wants to go first? I can go first. Oh, right. go first. Yeah, I, I, I don't usually go first. I usually force you guys to go first. So I will go first. Um, so you guys may remember I went to Europe uh, a month ago, give or yep. take. And, and you hated it. I hate traveling. I really do. And I'm a nervous traveler. So do you know how I deal with that? I go shopping. It's not a great <laughs> habit. I don't recommend it. It's You're such expensive. a great American. Sean. I really am. No, listen. <laughs> It's called retail therapy, and it's fantastic. <laughs> it's expensive, but it's fantastic. And so I decided this time around I was going to purchase a bunch of travel accessories, and I'll, I'll probably talk about them over the next couple of weeks as I look for picks. But one of the things I found was this excellent company called Eagle Creek, and I don't know if you guys – have you heard of these guys? Yes, I have the uh, – I forget what they the call cubes, them. Like the this. packing yes. cubes? Yep. Those yes. are great. Um, they have a lot of accessories, and I bought all of them. But 
I'm going to pick one specifically just for the purposes of this show. They're what they call their eTools Organizer Pro. I carry a crap ton of cables and adapters and plugs and all that kind of stuff when I travel because I like to be really prepared. And it was just all loose in my laptop bag, and I was getting really sick of that because I have a Timbuktu, and it, it doesn't have a lot of those like convertible pockets and stuff in it. It's pretty much just a big open bag, which is good for many things, not for this. The Eagle Creek eTools Organizer Pro is a fantastic just zip clam case that you can, with all kinds of pockets and tethers and great for cables. It fits an iPad mini, which I have, which is great. Um, it's just a really good travel accessory to fit all your electronics in. I, I traveled with it, absolutely loved it. I can't wait to use it again. Fit everything I needed quite well. It's available on Amazon. The link will be on our website, the Eagle Creek eTools Organizer Pro. But I do recommend going to Eagle Creek and checking out um, the, the packing cubes, as Dan mentioned, is great. I got a, uh, a toiletries bag from them that was really excellent. Um, they, they make some really high-quality stuff, so you can check that out. Nice. Next time you travel. Um, all right, going down the order here in the list, Dan, you've got, uh, yeah. you've got something for us to read. Another, another book for Colby to read. Uh, I, this is good because I, I just finished The Expanse recently, or what of The Expanse is out right now. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, so after I finished The Expanse, I think I started reading this book, which I couldn't believe I hadn't picked already, uh, called Ancillary Justice. And it's, a so far, at least a series of three books. And the premise is, like, in this universe, uh, in this universe, ships can manifest themselves. So they're, like, these warships that have AIs that control them, but they can manifest themselves in these human slaves. But then one of the ships gets cut off from uh, the actual ship itself, so it becomes stuck in this one human. So you follow the point of view of this AI that's stuck in a human body wandering through the universe. Uh, it's super interesting. Uh, really well written, really unique. Uh, not too long. Uh, Ancillary Justice by Anne Leckie. Uh, you can check it out on Amazon, on Kindle as well, and it'll be on the picks. Don't panic.io slash picks. Dan, that sounded really confusing. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> I, I didn't <laughs> understand deal. any of it, but if, if you liked it, that's good enough for me. <sighs> okay. It's, I don't know. I don't know how much better I could have sold you on it. No, I, you, I'm, that's what I'm saying. You sold me on it. I didn't understand any of what you said, but you sold me. Oh, okay. Good. So I'm I'm on board. <laughs> um, and lastly, Colby's got another fantastic uh, PlayStation pick here for us. Colby, what you, what you playing this week? Well, so I feel like this pick is a little controversial and perhaps against the grain because um, a lot of people have not been super into this game. But I, I my pick is No Man's Sky, which came out, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, almost a month ago now. Um, it was like totally overhyped i guess it wasn't like there were no i don't know i guess there was a lot of speculation about what it was going to be and no one knew what it was actually going to be much like destiny was however unlike destiny which i think was pretty much trash <laughs> um, this this game is like 75 percent of what i wanted destiny to be while destiny was like 20 percent of what i wanted destiny to be um and I think it's fun, but I'm also weird in like I in that I like to play games and like just do stuff alone. Like 
I don't like to play online with like randos that I don't know. Um, and I do enjoy playing online with my friends, which is a thing you can't do on in No Man's Sky as far as I know. Um, and I think it would be fun if there were some sort of like co-op thing going on. Uh, but I think it's cool. So I think it's worth a play. Maybe it's worth waiting until it's not $60. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. But I've, I haven't checked my actual timer, but I, I've definitely logged a long time. Uh, I also played, there was, a, the, so, so Jill was in a musical and the week before the musical, she was, uh, had rehearsal every single night until like one in the morning. So I, I, for five days the week it came out, I just played No Man's Sky all night, uh, which was insane. But I think it's cool. I also think that, uh, unlike most games, which, are really awesome at first and then the dlc is lacking because like you've explored the entire world um and then like there's nothing else to do or happen and so the dlcs are like just things that they like tack on where you like go somewhere else uh no man's sky is like a procedurally generated effectively infinitely large uh universe so they could add things like new features that only appear in unexplored places um, pretty much indefinitely. Uh, so I think they have a lot of room to do like anything else. And it, it does sound like they're planning on doing more stuff with it. So I would certainly pay for DLCs probably that added interesting things. But I think it's cool. I guess we'll see if it gets better. Um, yeah, that's my pick going against the grain i'm a rebel it's been pretty um, if my twitter feeds any indication it's 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 you really like it or you don't there there's not a lot of in between um yeah and i i i will say it's like the the actual gameplay is a little shallow like it's kind of easy like it's not hard um but i think the world is immense so like I said, I feel like there's there's infinite room for expansion on what the game is, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I don't think I've ever played a game like that where it's like, oh, wow, a DLC could make this so much cooler. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, check it out. No Man's Sky. Uh, it's on all the major platforms, right? PS4, Xbox, PC, all the... I think so. I don't know about P- uh Xbox. I thought it was only on PS4. It might, it's on PC, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the internet can tell us. Um, no, it's, it's not on Xbox One. Yeah. So there you go. Sweet. All right. Well, that is it, gentlemen. We've done it yet again. We did it. And ju- just like a, the, the 139 times before it, we did it. Um... Quickly, I will take this opportunity to plug that everybody should go check out GameNights.tv. We are playing Dungeons & Dragons now on an actual regular schedule. And new episodes every week of our continuing adventures where we just get our asses kicked every (laughs) week. It's fantastic. Um, And we find new innovative ways to do it every week. So um, we're we're right in the thick of a really action-packed part of the story, so you definitely want to tune in. GameNights.tv, all of the episodes and where to subscribe is available on that site with myself, Colby Dan, and of course, Dungeon Master Matt. 
Um, you should check that out. Gentlemen, anything else you'd like to uh, to say this evening before hmm. we conclude? No, I'm excited for my guest episode of uh, Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, whenever that's happening. That's... Don't know when it's happening yet, but hopefully it soon. is happening. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I am legitimately jazzed. Me too. Nice. You could be jazzed, Sean. <laughs> gonna be jazzed it's it's exciting so uh definitely be sure to check that out uh as well and of course i will remind everybody watching at home to check out our website don'tpanic.io it's fantastic these two guys made it so that's why you should go there but also because it's got all of our episodes audio video past present and future and of course how you can find more of us including on sites like <laughs> itunes stitcher radio tune in radio google play music on youtube youtube.com slash don't panic show you know they don't do custom urls on youtube anymore Unless you have, like, 10,000 subscribers or more. Wow. So we, we oh just God. slipped in. So YouTube.com slash Don't Panic Show to get the video versions. Go they us. look fantastic. Um, we are also in most major podcast apps available via RSS and on Twitter at Don't Panic Show. And, of course, our email, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. We want your feedback, especially when we do the show lives. Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Pacific uh, on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show. Join us live. We appreciate your feedback as the show happens. Because uh, then we talk about it, it's more fun. So um, I think that's it. I've got to shut it down now because, uh, gosh darn it, I need some sleep. So Shut it down. Uh, shut it down on behalf of Colby and Dan. I am Sean Jennings thanking you for joining us and hoping we see you next time for even more exciting tech news in two weeks. Talking Apple here on Don't Panic.